0: Whether you are a loved one, a professional working in the field, or a person diagnosed with an AI arthritis disease, this podcast is for you. So pull up a chair and take a seat at the table.
1: Welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360. This is the official talk show for the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis, or AI Arthritis for short. My name is Layla, and I'm the health education manager at the organization and a person living with lupus and Sjogren's disease. I have an amazing panel of individuals here with me today, and I would love for all of them to also introduce themselves to you. So let's go ahead and start with Jenny. Hi, everyone. My name is Jen Weaver.
2: I am a volunteer. My primary diagnosis is rheumatoid arthritis, and I am in the Vancouver, Washington area.
3: Michael? My name is Michael Guadalupe. I'm out of East Texas. I started out as a volunteer, and I ended up helping out with the volunteer program and other things here. Uh, I have psoriasis, uh, sorry, arthritis, psoriasis, and I think that's all I have to have right now.
4: Alrighty, Deanne. I'm Deanne Quist. I'm in the Orlando, Florida area, and I have rheumatoid arthritis, and I started up as a volunteer, and now I'm an employee.
5: Deb. Hi, everybody. I'm Deb Constein. I am a volunteer, longtime volunteer of AI arthritis, and I am diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis since I was 13 years old. So, 40 plus years of my journey. And I am tuning in from the Madison, Wisconsin area. And lastly, Patrice. Hi, everybody. My name is
6: Patrice Johnson, and I'm coming to you from Reno, Nevada. I'm a volunteer with AI arthritis. I was diagnosed 13 years ago with rheumatoid arthritis, specifically polymyalgia rheumatica or
1: PMR for short. Awesome. And I forgot to say that I am also tuning in from the Orange County, California area. Um, usually very sunny, but not today. It's actually really rainy today. So <laughs> ironic because I'm usually the one in the sunny area. Well, I'm so excited to have all of you here today from... Uh, the introductions, you can probably maybe infer what this episode is going to be about, but I'm excited to have everybody here today because we're going to be talking about volunteering with AI arthritis. We are such a big organization when it comes to volunteering. Like, volunteers are the engine that runs our organization, World Air Arthritis Day, pun intended. Literally, our organization was founded on volunteers. Like, we just started having. know a bigger staff maybe about two three years ago so the following that we did have was due to all of the hard work of all of the volunteers who dedicated their time um throughout the past 10-12 years of the beginning of the organization so we want to give a shout out to all of our amazing volunteers past present and future hopefully if you're hearing this you'll have we'll have future volunteers coming and yeah, I would love for you all to hear all of the experiences of our newer and older volunteers. I'm glad that we have a good mix on here, so that'll be great. I also would like to have Michael take the time to let you all know about the current volunteer program, what's going on, what we're looking for, and you know any other highlights that he wants to talk about.
3: Well, we have been uh, actively recruiting volunteers for the past year and we have been able to get a bunch of them. And what we do here is we're just basically trying to get we're trying to get people involved. We're trying to get a group of people to share with us in our awareness stage, trying to get people to share with us their experiences and to help out on the policy side of things, which we, which is a whole nother show because there's a lot of things going on with the policy and AI arthritis diseases. So we're actively recruiting for that. So what's going on that's new in 2024? We are actually big enough that uh, we're upgrading our communication systems, which should be rolling pretty soon. So we're going to be having more communication with the volunteers and just innovating how we're working. And uh, we're looking for volunteers that want to do policy to get involved with our coalitions that are brand new. And of course, we have, well, they are AI Arthritis Day coming on May 20th. And that's going going to be doing a volunteer push for that as well. So if you'd like to help out, please. Just email me at, at Uh So that's what we're going to be doing here in the next few months. We're going to be more active this year than last. So um, we hope to have anybody join us. There's bunch of bots here. Just let us know.
1: Yes. And the advocacy program with the volunteers that Michael was kind of alluding to is going to be our AI advocates program. And we actually have someone that's going to be helping a lot with that program on here too. So Deb, if you want to, you know, take the mic and talk a little bit more about that program, I would love to hear a little bit more too.
5: Sure. So becoming an advocate, it is just kind of getting boots on the ground, having our volunteers become more involved with their local coalitions. So they would actually take a seat on their local coalitions and be speaking on behalf of AI arthritis. So there's going to be a lot of teaching that goes along with it, educating, showing you like the ropes of the most basic element of writing letters to your legislators, doing in-person visits in your home office, um hopefully at some point we're going to get to the point where we're going to all be going to dc together and having advocacy days there there's so many different levels that go with it where this started with was our knowledge and empowerment committee and working groups so we were all collecting information and sharing stories sharing our own personal stories um sadly since i've had this journey for the last 40 years i have a lot of experiences (laughs) so we it's storytelling and learning how to tell an impactful story something with attention getters of dollars and cents of what your medications cost what your out-of-pocket costs are what difficulties you're having accessing your medications Again, the stories go on and on, but we are developing the AI Advocates, and we're going to be empowering all of you guys to be able to do all of these things and have the empowered feeling. When I started my journey with advocacy, I really thought it was you had to be political and you had to be like Democratic, Republican, and everything in between, which is not My love (laughs) at all. So it is nothing about that. You really, it, it is, you don't go in to criticize. It's always having a positive attitude when you're talking to your legislator. Even if your legislator is Republican and you're not a fan of Republican, we can all be on the same page, especially with what we are advocating for, and it's for our diseases and things like that. So that's always an aside that I always try to mention about advocacy. Um, that it doesn't have to be the political piece that you might in the back of your head think it is. It's not. It's basically storytelling about what has happened in your journey and what um, roadblocks are in the way. So that's kind of the easiest way of explaining it, I think, in a nutshell.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And that's the biggest thing is that our diseases don't They don't care if you're Republican or Democrat or Green Party or whatever the heck it is. It's still going to affect you the same way. And that's why those. Yeah, that's why those issues are bipartisan. I mean, it's that's what end all be all is. And the AI advocates program is going to be a blueprint for us to also expand that into our two other pillars of our organization. So we call it EAR, which is education, advocacy, and research. And so as the education manager, what my goal is to have me, I, I haven't come up with a name for it, but maybe not AI advocates, but AI educators, where I also, you know, deploy volunteers and educate them and let them know how to educate their own peers and be able to spread education about our diseases in their own local areas through uh, local community chats and things like that. So that's what, and then again, also into the research area of our organization um, once we can. So that's kind of like the bird's eye view of what is going on in the volunteer sector, being able to want to get all of the volunteers and whatever they're really interested in. And if they're interested in all three, even better. But, you know, we want to make sure that the volunteers are doing what they what they really feel passionate about. So um, I'm super excited for all of that to roll out this year. So that is kind of what's in the funnel. But we are going to hit some points of the past of why did all of these volunteers come to AI Arthritis? How did we keep them here? How well, why, What kind of experiences did they have in order to want to keep coming back and dedicating their time to this organization? So I would love to hear everybody's hero origin stories of how they became an AI Arthritis volunteer and what brought you to the organization. You want to start out, Patrice? Sure. Uh, thank
6: you. Actually, I had never heard of the organization um, until I met Deb. We volunteer for another organization and I met her at a conference and she said, oh, by the way, you know, I volunteer for AI arthritis. You know, maybe you should check it out, which I did. And I sent an email to our fearless leader, Tiffany. And well, two years later, she contacted me. (laughs) somehow my email got lost and buried in all of her other emails and that was about five years ago um yeah five years this coming fall will be my fifth year anniversary of volunteering and I had no idea what her organization was about but I um quickly learned and um yeah, it's been quite the journey. So, and I think we're going to touch on that in in a few minutes. So I will just hand it over to whoever is next.
4: Deanne? I started many years ago, better part of probably a decade. And it was because I had just gotten diagnosed with, uh, well, at the time it was psoriatic arthritis. And I'm a researcher. So I, you know, jumped into Google and was trying to, you know, find anything and everything i could about it and it was right around may 20th uh, which was the you know world autoimmune arthritis day at the time we now have expanded you know to the auto-inflammatory and stuff as well but there was a kind of uh they had something set up for like with different rooms that you could join and people you know would give information stuff so i was there just mostly to learn myself but then i'm like hey i really like this group and i always want to try to find something, you know, that I can help with. And that's how I got started.
1: That's awesome, Deanne. I can't believe that you said that you've been volunteering for almost 10 years. That's a that's some dedication, you know, and now you're a staff member, like you said. So there must have been really something that kept you coming. So I'm glad to hear that. Um, One of our newer volunteers is Jen. I would love to hear how you came about with AI Arthritis.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I've I've been dealing with rheumatoid arthritis since 2011, officially diagnosed in 2012. And a few years ago, I just started searching Instagram high and low, looking for all the organizations and trying to figure out how I could get involved, how I could learn more so I could help serve others to the best of my ability. And, you know, a year ago, I had someone from AI Arthritis reach out to me about getting involved with the World AI Arthritis Day. And I was super excited to jump on and help out however I could. You know, I'm not always present, but I, I love helping out wherever my
1: skills can can help best. And, and that's really how I got involved. I think that's something to note also is that, you know, with our volunteer program, we all know that all of us have these diseases. We know that it's really hard to stay consistent with anything. And we're really here and ready for you whenever you're ready to be able to give any of your time. But there's no pressure in you know, putting 10 hours a month or anything like that. Um, we really are here to support each other and get help as much as possible. But yeah, that, I think that's something that, you know, we, we're we always welcome for people like, hey, I'm going to take a three-month break. I'll be back. Don't worry. Like, we're always super open to that. So I think that's something to, to note is that that may be new, u- unique with our organization that we're super understanding when it comes to when people have their ups and downs with these diseases. But Deb, I would love to hear how it came about with you because I actually really don't know this story.
5: (laughs) So it's been over a decade too that I have been volunteering and it started with a Google search. I was involved with other things, but I just wanted to just kind of see what else was out there and ran across AI arthritis. And it was It was literally one of the first groups that popped up on Google, which I guess it surprised me at the time because I hadn't heard of the group before and started looking through the website and I'm like, wow, this is really kind of a cool organization. And something that always stood out to me was basically what you were just saying, Layla is... You are never over asked unless you want to do a ton of things um, as far as what your involvement is. You're never tapped in more than you can handle. And everybody at this organization is so sensitive to all of that. Because again, we all walk that walk and talk that talk. We get it. And we all know when we have bad days that I'm not getting out of bed today. So sorry, I'm not going to be able to help out with that video. And there's never a guilt trip or anything like that. And I remember the first ACR that I attended, I knew nobody. And I ended up rooming with our CEO, our fearless leader Tiffany and I was scared to death. Again, I'm an extrovert and you know, my husband and my son are introverts. So I get what that all is, but then just meeting everybody, um I was scared cuz I'm like I'm sharing a room with these people. But it was probably one of the most fun things that I ever did in my whole life as far as getting to know everybody. We're all, you know, we're all walking the same, in the same shoes. And it was an amazing meeting of minds. And we all had fun in our own ways, just getting to know everybody, just sticking my toe in there. That, That took a lot of like effort on my part to actually say sure i'll come to chicago and go to the acr with y'all and you know go to the sessions um my background is i'm a medically retired registered dietitian so i understand all of the research and That's a big part of what I've been helping with is bringing back the latest and greatest information in patient-friendly terms so we can kind of keep everybody in the loop of the latest research out there and what's coming and things like that. So it's always exciting to be able to help with those type of pieces. So that is my intro into arthritis over 10 years ago and it's been um, quite a ride and I've loved every minute of it.
1: That's awesome. I've had to, I've got the time to spend two ACRs with Deb by now. And I mean, who would have thought that Deb from Madison, Wisconsin and Layla from the Bay Area, California <laughs> would be friends. Yes. I, I mean, despite our age difference, despite all of the different differences, AI arthritis has brought us together and we yes. truly are friends. So I think that that's, oh, yeah. you know, that just goes to show all the different connections you can make through these opportunities. So I think that's really awesome. And last but not least, we have Michael, who started out as a volunteer for a little bit, but ended up being a staff member kind of like almost immediately after starting with AI AR Arthritis. So let us know your story.
3: Well, it's just that uh, my wife actually worked for Arthritis Foundation. She met Tiffany, uh, her CEO, of, in different settings, ECRs, uh, or what have you. She told me a story I do not remember. But then she became Facebook friends with uh, Tiffany. And Tiffany was, she was doing a push for volunteers last, middle last year. And they needed just a lot of things. And in my travelings, I've learned how to do a lot of things as far as tech and as far as um, like other little things I could do. Just have a lot of, I have a broad skill set, which is not suited for like one job. But there you go. You, so I've saved helping. my
5: life more than once, Michael. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Again, random knowledge. That's, that's all it is—is is random knowledge. So, I offered all of my random skills, and uh, as a volunteer, and it was fun because I went to my first meeting last year. I can't remember when it was—June, July, something like that. And I think I met Deb and I met Patrice that day, and everybody knew my wife. And I'm like, "How do you know my wife?" And I'm like, "All right, I'll, I'll let that go." And but it, it's funny though because it was like it just shows how small the community is because she worked at a different organization. She works at a different organization now. And yet she still runs into the same people. So I'll I'll call it chronic disease space is really small. It's a big, it's a big world, but it's really small. So we'd like to invite everybody into it as a volunteer. I just want to, that's how I started. And now that we're doing the volunteer section, I just wanted to reiterate that. Yes, we are looking for, people. we do give you the time to heal. If you need time to heal, Um, we've taken in volunteers. Like one of them had just a, a, a huge flare up and she was in the hospital for a long time. And we waited. You know, and I just, you know, I kept in touch with her. Hey, how you doing? How you feeling? And it worked out, though. And now she's contributing. And I, sometimes I feel bad because I, I don't want to overwork her. But, like, she's really into, you know, just helping out with the little things. It, and it helps out a lot. So we do need help. And it is very, very situational. So if you do have a stretch that you cannot be involved actively, there's always something you can do if you just want to say, do something small like, Jenny says she's not active. I have to, I have to correct her on this. Every time I ask her for something, any, like I'll ask her, Hey, could you shout out this or shout or do this? And she's always there. So like, she may think she's inactive, but like, I know I can count on her to do like, if I ask her to do something, she'll either a help me out with it or B just do it for us. And I, I we always appreciate that. And I love all the volunteers. I really do mean my favorite time of the month is the volunteer meetings. Cause we, we have a good time. So that's how I got involved, and that's what I'm doing now. And
1: yes, amazing. And I think, you know, going off of all of you know how you got here, we want to know also how we got you to stay. So definitely, like anything that has been your favorite experience with AI arthritis overall I would love to hear about any specific event that you helped with any task that you know really stood out to you um whoever wants to go first I think we can just like chime in I don't need to like call on people so (laughs) go ahead (laughs) um
6: I have to share a funny story first before I go over my favorite things Tiffany our CEO and fearless leader and I share the same birthday Different years. She's a lot younger than I am. <laughs> anyway, back, well, when COVID hit, we were scheduled, Deb and I and I and Tiffany, to go to ULAR, which is, um, I forget the acronym. I'll let, Deb is so on this and I'll let her explain all that. But anyway, it's a big conference overseas and it includes researchers along with patients. Whereas a lot of organizations that do research do not include patients. So we did this virtually and it was just an amazing experience for me. I didn't get to meet the researchers in person, but, you know, we listened to all their videos and we did, oh yeah, the debriefs afterwards were so much fun because we usually held them at cocktail hour with usually a glass of wine and snacks, but they were actually kind of funny, but they, you know, it is serious. But anyway, for me, it was just so eye-opening. These people that have dedicated their lives to helping patients live their best lives and finding solutions to I don't know, pain management, um, fatigue, even brain fog has been discussed, which a lot of people just kind of in the research world don't think that that exists. But as patients, we know it does. And then I also got to do um, a virtual ACR. I don't have a science background. I think I got a D in science biology in (laughs) high school. It has never interested me until... I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And I think, you know, like myself, I've always never had an interest in the research end of it or the patient engagement or patient research partner, but it is important. I think you have to understand your specific form of rheumatoid arthritis in order to live your best life and also be able to discuss with your rheumatologist or whoever is in your network of of care providers that when they discuss in these terms, you can actually understand what they're talking about. I do have to confess, both on Euler and my first ACR, I did have to go back and Google a lot of the terms. They were just so unfamiliar with me, whereas both Deb and Tiffany are very well-versed in all this. So
5: those are my two favorite things of being involved. So ULAR is called the European Alliance, I had to look it up, Um, (laughs) European Alliance of Associations for Rheumatology. So that is the European version of the scientific meeting that happens in different parts of Europe. And the ACR is the American College of Rheumatology. And that is somewhere within the States as far as that goes. So I agree with you. Those are some of my favorite pieces too, because I love getting my fingers into and learning the latest things that are happening on the horizon. Um, lupus was something that was just highlighted not too long ago. And um, it was kind of exciting to share that information back with Layla. So again, it's the walk of life you're living. We have a program called Go With Us. So those the debriefs that Patrice was talking about are the sessions that we go to. We do a quick debrief About what the crux and what the golden nuggets are that we learned during those sessions. So, the takeaways from each one of those sessions. And that is some of my favorite things. But again, I have so many favorite parts of arthritis as far as again, ear, education, advocacy, and research. I've got fingers into all different arms of those things and love being an active member of all the different groups and I don't think I can say that I have an absolute favorite because it kind of all is favorite. And everybody that I've met through AI Arthritis has become part of my my tribe, my community, my family. I feel like we all understand when we're having those bad days. I know Patrice just like on social media just asked questions about just pain in her rib area. We're like, yep. Costal (laughs) chondroiditis. Yes. Um, It's like been there, had that, had injections in my um, coastal cartilages. And yeah, you do feel like you're having a heart attack because every breath hurts. So yeah, we all, we all get it. So that is my, all my favorites in a nutshell.
4: I wanted to also agree that People are genuinely likable and lovable and um, makes it, you know, a lot more fun. And another thing that I like about the organization is that we don't duplicate efforts. Um, that's one of Tiffany's big things. So everything we do is unique and we're, you know, able to do something that's, you know, no one else is doing. And I think that's a really awesome part of volunteering for the organization.
1: Yes, it's the innovation is is one of our biggest things that we focus on and it sets up for a very unique situation because we haven't done things we don't do things that other people have done before. We are always kind of not reinventing the wheel but kind of, you know, inventing the wheel of what we're doing. So it calls for a lot of trial and error and for us to kind of learn how to do things uh together and I think that also Therefore, also builds a a bigger like sense of community and things like that too. So, I, I totally agree with all of you in that sense too. So, we have Jenny and Michael. Any standout moments of being a volunteer? You know, for me, I think it was working on the the World
2: AI Arthritis Day last year. It was so much fun and it was incredible getting to know so many people, hearing from so many people, the knowledge that is shared. It's like I said, it's just incredible. And, and I got the honor of even being a guest on there. And I'll tell you, you know, I'm a host of a podcast, but when you're interviewed, that's something so different. I get terrified every time I feel <laughs> the pressure. and Yeah. But you know, everyone was so kind and you know, I just can't help but keep wanting to come back and, and learn more, talk to people more and find out what else I can do to help.
3: Yeah, and I I'm going to add on to Jen Jen's uh, World AI Arthritis Day stories that we had people from literally all over the world there. I was seeing we had Singapore, we had we had one person in Africa there. We had actually had a couple people that one actually presented, if I'm not mistaken, my memory's foggy, so uh, <laughs> don't hold me to that one. But we you know but we had people the mo- some of the moderators were from Brazil. Um, one of them was from India, and then another moderator was from uh, we had a couple from Canada. So. It was truly a worldwide effort. So that's part of what I like. But what I love, I mean, I I truly do love the volunteers. Uh, I am a people person. I like hanging out with everybody before the meetings, Uh, meetings I'm not too into, even though I'm running them sometimes. Uh, But no, the, the before and after is actually the most genuine part of it. And the meetings in between, it's great because I feel like the connection we have as a group, it kind of propels us forward as an organization. And we were able to do more because of it. Like it makes us more productive as a whole group so that's what keeps me coming and that's why you know I, i do it every day
1: that's awesome i love hearing all the stories and i think another takeaway from that is people say this a lot in business but i feel like they don't really back it up but it really matters about how you make people feel it's not what you do it's how you make people feel and from hearing all of your stories that's exactly what is keeping people here is Michael and Deanne reaching out to the volunteers when we haven't heard from them in a while. They feel so special. Every single time they know someone is is checking up on them and seeing how they're doing and wondering where they are. We have all of the other volunteers that have been here for so long, like Deanne and Deb and Patrice, that are so welcoming to all of the new volunteers. And they really do, it's not a, it's not a a club where we're like, oh, it's exclusive. You can't come and hang out with us. It's really more of like the more the merrier. We The more active volunteers we have, the more that we know that we can get done and do for the bigger community. And so I think that is one of the biggest standout pieces that I kind of hear from hearing all of your stories one of my favorite things last year was also world ai arthritis day it was the most stressful thing to put together to coordinate everybody in all the different time zones but it was so worth it it was so worth everybody being so excited about it and i'm really glad that we we got a new volunteer out of it we got jenny out of there we got all of our other volunteers or um friends of the organization that we got from that day are still tagging us in posts, wanting us to repost, and they repost our things. And it just makes such a a big community effort in in that way. So we have one last point that I want to hit here. It's how has volunteering with AI arthritis made a positive impact on your life? And of course, we talked about the social aspect of that. I would love to start out and say that I would never have been on a call with five other people that have similar diagnosis to me before I ran into AI arthritis. I had never gone to a support group, to an education seminar, or anything having to do with a clinical trial or anything like that before I stepped foot in AI arthritis. And so um, feeling that community has been so great. Michael always talks about it, but just being able to go to the volunteer social chat and be like, hey, I'm feeling this. Have you all felt this? It is the most like validating thing in the world to just hear everybody else's opinions, what they they've gone through, what they suggest. I mean, you know, we're not always going to take their suggestions, but just knowing that other people have gone through similar things um, to you, it just it warms your heart because having these diagnoses can feel so isolating and lonely in our everyday lives. So, okay, how has AI arthritis impacted your lives positively?
5: Actually, Layla, I, I'm going to request that you share how you found AI arthritis
1: or what was found out after I found found out about yes. AI arthritis. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I actually found AI arthritis because I quit my job and was doing freelance on Upwork. I found that there was a executive assistant position and they're like, oh, this is an organization that has to do with lupus. And I was like, what? Oh, sure. I'm going to apply. I applied. I found out that they're in the St. Louis area, and I have an uncle who is a rheumatologist in the St. Louis area, and just so happened to be Tiffany's rheumatologist, and we had no idea. Um, I reached out to him individually, and I was like, hey, uncle, do you know this organization? I just applied for a position, and he's like heck yeah, I do. I can't say exactly what he said, because um, he's a little <laughs> bit of a potty mouth. But he was like, of course I do. I'm going to go email or text the uh, CEO and tell her to make sure that she interviews you. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And um, th- that uncle is is Dr. Al Kim, who is one of the co-founders of Roomie Rounds, which is our segment of the talk show that where we have rheumatologists and patients at the table together to discuss issues and I didn't even know that before I applied for the organization and his wife is literally my mom's first cousin so he's like actually my uncle I, mean, I have to say that because in Filipino culture everybody can be your uncle so I had to like be be specific that he's like actually my my mom's cousin's husband so my real uncle but yeah, that's how I knew that I was, I was here at the right time in the right place. And that I needed this to be a part of my journey. So that kind of just validated it for me. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's also impacted my life positively because it's been like one of the funniest things to talk about when it comes to the organization. And when we are at ACR and we see him and all these kinds of things, it's, it's, it's really funny to be completely honest, but it's also amazing that we're both involved in this space and can have that to talk about it and in and in common yeah (laughs) i had to bring it up (laughs) no for sure um but yeah any other positive points that how arthritis has changed your life so
5: Going back to even the beginning, because um, some of our newer volunteers may not know this phrase, but you can move mountains from your couch. Literally, you can do anything. I know, Michael, have you not heard that? Because you just look surprised.
3: I I never heard that. It's great. So it.
5: it is moving mountains and we can do anything even if it is from our couch and doing some work from our laptop or whatever. So it is, AR arthritis is there and they've got your back as far as all of that goes because they support you in any way you need it. And I think that has, you know, been such a positive piece of my life and helped me always keep a positive perspective. Um, Everyone's like, man, everything you've been through, how can you have such a positive outlook? And I'm like, it's better than being, and again, I'll use my own name, a Debbie Downer. (laughs) And I don't want to be sitting in a pity party about everything. Let's learn. Let's Try to improve my life and look to the next side, and just always try to look to the positive side versus sitting there with bad coffee and sitting sharing stories about how much your life sucks. Well, my life, I I've had my moments, but my life has been very fulfilled being with all of you guys in my life and um, being part of Arthritis. So. That's my two cents.
6: So when you volunteer with AI arthritis, you'll hear two things. You have a seat at the table. So that's the first thing. So if you can imagine a a round table and there's patients, doctors, researchers, pharmaceutical companies, and we are all seated there. And the next thing you'll hear is we are the patient voice. Early on, when I began to volunteer with AR Arthritis, Tiffany always told me, your voice matters. What you have to say, okay, I have have not been on the RA journey as long as some people, but she always told me, she says, your experience counts, your voice counts. What you go through is unique to you. And those are the two things that I love about this organization. And we're all
5: equals at the table. That, yes, I forgot that Thank you. <laughs> I knew I knew where you were going and I just wanted to finish the thought.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I love hearing all of Tiffany's catchphrases when she's not here. That's how you know she did a great job because she she ingrained it in all of us.
2: <laughs> yes. I think I just want to echo exactly everything that all of you have mentioned is the the community, the friendships that are built. The chat is phenomenal. I I can't thank you all enough for some of the insights and the answers that come through there because sometimes it's a question I didn't even think of that someone else brought up and the answers are are really useful for us to consider using in our lives. So definitely all of all of the, the
4: friendships, the community, it's a great feeling. I think that the, the organization really listens to you. So any... Anything that you have a question about? Like when I was, you know, I was looking for a job and I'm just like, hey, Tiffany, do you know anything, you know, anybody that can do like a, you know, work from home that's legit, you know, because those are really hard to find right now. And, you know, she's just like, hey, let well, me get back to you on Monday. I've got, I've got some thoughts. So, you know, that's how it was positively impacted me. I think is that, you know, they, they really care and they will answer anything that, you know, isn't... An important question to you.
3: Yeah, I I like. I mean, I like what we do here. I mean, I love, actually love what we do here, and what the the positive impact. I mean, yeah, I always talk about the support group. I it's not even a support group. We do not have a support group. We have a group of volunteers that care enough about each other that if you bring something up, they're going to answer it. So we do not have a support group, but I have a I have a group of people that I can help support, and, which I love. Um, so I keep talking about that. I'm going to leave it alone. What I do like now is the part of that we're educating too. We educate our volunteers so that they can, and they educate us as well. Um, we collaborate with volunteers to share their experience, to make it into education for people, just anybody in, in general, you don't have to be a volunteer for that, but your experiences kind of propel our education. And also this year coming up with, what Deb was talking about with the AI advocates, we're, we're also doing education there too, because being an advocate, it's not something like you don't walk into the world knowing how to do this. So, you know we're here to teach you that and there's a skill to it and there's a there's a little bit of a craft to it and you don't have to learn it all you just have to um like I cannot read okay it's known it's a known fact I can't read off a teleprompter but I can speak to you in a normal tone and I can tell you this is the story this is what we want to convey we want to basically help people find their voice and find a way for them to craft a story and and meet some of the lawmakers and you're going to be sitting in a room with a somebody who wants to earn your vote. So they're going to like you for that, for those 15 minutes, but B you're going to be able to talk to them about policy and realize that they hear your story and they may not be able to do something about it right now because of whatever, but they actually heard your story and that sticks with them in their mind at some point. So these are all these opportunities that are coming through with the the volunteers, but I just wanted to stress that we're educating the volunteers and we're educating the public so that's what sticks with me the most because I just love being able to teach somebody something or having them teach me something. So that's that's why I think that's the most impactful and most positive impact that this organization has had with, with me, this, those opportunities.
1: That's amazing. And I think... I I really feel like sometimes when you say like, okay, I'm going to go volunteer for this organization, I feel like for a lot of people, that might sound like a a big commitment and a lot of time and um, a big chunk of their life. And I think that one of my goals here today was to let everybody know that it does not have to be that. Signing up as a volunteer means that you, when you're willing, can contribute whatever skills you have to the organization. But. There are so many more side benefits of being a volunteer that we expressed today that I feel is sometimes even more valuable than a support group. Like, Like Michael was saying, we don't have a support group, but it's like a group of individuals who want to socialize and kind of help each other out whenever it's needed. And I think that that's one of the um, a really big appeal to joining our organization and coming to be a part of the AI arthritis community. I think that we are so ready and, and willing to welcome whoever is wanting to be a part of our organization. Um, you don't even have to have our diseases in order to be a volunteer and step in and care about our 23, 24 different organizations of different diseases that we have. Um, You can just be somebody who has a friend or a family member that's affected by our diseases and still want to contribute your skills to this organization. So that's one of my, like my, one of my last things that I wanted to say is that take what you will with our, with our conversation here today, but it really Every time I sit on a call with these amazing people and all of our other volunteers, I feel so much more re-energized, ready to do the work, the hard work that it takes to help the community. And so I want to thank all of you for being here and sharing your experience today. I had such a great time chatting with you all and being able to tell the public about how you all feel about AI arthritis yeah, that's kind of our, our last thing. So if you're interested in being involved in AI arthritis, we have two different levels of participation and that we like to uh, rule out in all of our different programs. So as a volunteer, um, we do have a volunteer application that we will have available for you to be able to click on and, and apply as a volunteer. But we also have a program that's called the AI Arthritis Voices Program. Which is a free service where we connect you to resources and opportunities to participate and not just our organizations, resources, and opportunities, but also our partner organizations who may have anything going on, uh, conferences, seminars, research opportunities, things like that. So we have, like I said, the volunteer application and the AI Arthritis Voices application. You can also be a part of both. Um, They are separate entities, but just different ways for those in the public to kind of step in and be a part of the AI Arthritis community. Um, Before we move on to ending it completely, any last words from anybody else on the panel? I have a kind of a
6: little funny story. So yes, our diseases are very, very serious, but we do have fun at AI Arthritis. And I had mentioned my very first Jular, uh, I think it was in 2020, and at the end of the, the conference, Tiffany and Deb and I were just on a Zoom call and just going over our experiences. And I said to Tiffany, I said, why don't I make a YouTube video? We can post it on the AI Arthritis YouTube channel about my experiences as a brand new ULAR conference attendee, albeit virtually. So we did that. You should go and watch it. It's hilarious. It took eight eight takes, eight to record two minutes and it's hilarious and there's a lot of bloopers we included the bloopers in there too so it, it you know this is just it's part of the organization we do fun things you know it is serious but that's just out
1: there for you too I love that. We do have a lot of fun. Um, you know, even just in our weekly meetings as staff or with our quarterly meetings with the whole volu- with all the volunteers, we always do laugh and have a lot of fun. So thank you for that. I just wanted to put it out there. I see Jen has a compression glove on, or you did. Is that a Grace Enable compression glove?
2: Absolutely. I think I have probably 10 pairs and lots of colors.
1: Awesome. So if you haven't seen, we do have a collaboration with Grace and Abel, um, amazing compression gloves, and it is called the Chili Red uh, Color. And if you purchase those, we do get a portion of the proceeds to Air Arthritis. Um, the glove color itself is one of the colors that's in our logo. And we do have a little logo of AI arthritis on the gloves too. So I would be, we would all be so uh, happy and thankful if you would purchase a pair of our Grayson Able chili red compression gloves. They are like Jen said, the most comfortable. They have so many different colors and they really do help me like sleep at night and my hands feel better and all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to make sure that we put that in and- promote our gloves. And so any other way that you would like to donate to the organization, you can go to airthritis.orgslash donate. And we have options there to basically be able to donate via Venmo, PayPal, just straight on the website, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, we are looking for general funds. For this year, um, we do have, like I said, a lot of new staff that we have to get all of their salaries paid for so that we can do the amazing work that we do every single day. So we are looking for general funds for donations for all of those programs so that we can make sure that we keep them running. That would be amazing if you are willing and able to donate. And lastly, you can find AI arthritis on all social media platforms at IFAI arthritis. You can find me online at lupus.lifestyle.lay. And you can find Jen in her amazing podcast called My Spoonie Sisters. And she's also on Instagram and as at gracefully underscore Jen. Um, That's her personal account. Um, But go ahead and take a look at her podcast. She has a lot of amazing information on there too. And thank you again to Patrice, Deb, Deanne, Michael, and Jenny for being here today with me and discussing your experiences with AI arthritis. So thank you so much and have a great day, everybody.
0: AI Arthritis Voices 360 is produced by the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis. Find us on the web at www.aiarthritis.org. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and stay up to date on all the latest AI Arthritis news and events.